It's good to be back today on Search the Scriptures with all of our listeners. We appreciate so much you tuning in, and we look forward to this time to be able to open up God's Word and study with you therefrom. Oh, what rich teachings and truths and promises and encouragements, guidelines, and yes, corrections and rebukes and warnings, and even in some cases, condemnations, that we all glean from God's Word. But even those that we might look at and say, oh, that's on the negative side, they're still there for our well-being and to guide us into the best life that we can possibly live in this world. We hope that you are growing in your knowledge of God's Word and that in doing so, you are growing spiritually. The two are not always equated, but we hope that you're growing spiritually as well and that you're coming closer to the point where you're going to be able to make up your mind as to what you're going to do about God's will communicated to you in his word. And we care about you. We pray for you all the time. And we pray that you're going to make that right decision. It's good to study today with Dwayne Kennedy. Thank you, Gary. It's good to be on the program with you. And I agree with you. There's nothing better than studying God's word to draw nearer to him, listening to preaching and teaching and putting it into practice. It brings us closer to God, causes us to have conviction and to strive to serve him according to what the Bible teaches. And that's what we are trying to do on this program. We are trying to teach the Bible. Glad that you listeners can be with us today. It's also good to be on the program with Dennis Stackhouse. Thank you, Duane and Gary. I'm certainly delighted to be with you both on the program today. I would also like to welcome those who are listening to us. We're certainly pleased you've tuned in to Search the Scriptures today. And what an exciting thing it is to realize that you're growing in a knowledge of God's Word. And as you said, Gary, we hope our listeners are doing just that. If you have been, and I hate to use the word, mystified by the Bible in the past, and you're coming to the point where you realize, you know, this is not so hard to understand, that is exciting. You know, it, it really causes you to rejoice and to, to get even more eager to get into God's Word and learn more about it. So we hope that that's how our listeners are feeling in their lives if you've been a regular to the program. Amen. We really do want to try to help people get closer to God by understanding His Word better. And uh, we do pray about that all of the time. Now, talking about getting closer to God, we are in the middle of a series of studies that are talking about doing just that. Mm -hmm. Now, first, we looked at how people are looking in wrong places to try to find happiness and fulfillment and meaning and direction and enrichment in their lives. Mm -hmm. And we talked about how that that concept of happiness that seems to be bandied about in our society these days, in print media, in forums, in workshops, on television programs, um, radio programs, it, it seems to be for people so elusive. And I think a lot of it is because even those who are probably supposed to be the experts and teaching people about it, I think a lot of them really don't know what real happiness is either. Really is an elusive thing at times. It can be, but especially if you don't know where to look for it and know what that real happiness is. 
there's a lot of equating happiness with contentment. And I'm afraid that a lot of people might feel like, oh, if I content myself with something, I'm selling out to some extent. Mm -hmm. Not at all. And this idea that happiness has to be some kind of an emotional high that is ongoing all the time, that's unrealistic. You need to find where real happiness is. And we've noted that so many people look in the wrong places. First, we said, you've got to look upward. You've got to realize that God is God. Mm-hmm. Now, you can deny that from now until the day that you die. It does not change the fact of the matter. That's right. God is your creator. Mm-hmm. God is all-powerful. You need to recognize and admit the awesomeness, the magnificence, the glory of God. Yes, absolutely. Yes, your creator. And in this particular section of our study, we've moved to the next step or the second line of sight, if you would. You've already looked upward. You've recognized God to be God. Now you need to look inward and you need to do something with that realization and that admission that God is an awesome God, that God is your creator, that he made you in his image. You've got to look inward. Mm-hmm. And now when you begin to look inward, you can start with God's help to change your life for right. the better. Yes. But you've got to first look upward. Now look inward. We began to look at this particular part of the process in our last program. And we noted that first, when we go back to Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 and 27, perhaps the first and most fundamental point of emphasis should be that you need to realize that you are created extra special. Yes. Mm -hmm. That you are created in God's own image. That's right. Now that makes us unique, doesn't it, Dwayne, from everything else that is created? Yes, from everything else. We are not the animals. We are not the vegetation. We are not the fish of the sea in any way. We have the characteristics of our creator. Absolutely. You know, we hear a lot today about people going off into some strange sounding philosophies. And they, you know, look at the earth and, oh, you know, almost like the earth becomes a deity to itself. Yeah. The earth was created by deity. It is not deity. (laughs) That's right. We need to get that straight. And not only is the earth not deity, but God created us, human beings, mortal men and women, in his image, and nothing else did he create in his image. No, that's right. Now that means we've got a spiritual essence, doesn't it? Absolutely does. We have a soul, Mm -hmm. and that soul is not limited in its existence, it goes on. That's right. Now we made the point that we can train animals to respond on command. We can train animals to emulate desired behavior, behavior we desire them to, to, to take part in. But we cannot inherently instill within animals the concept of right and wrong. No. 
Now, they'll do something because we've trained them to do it. Mm-hmm. They'll not do something because we've trained them to abstain from that. But it's not because they understand, hey, this is the right thing to do because it's good. And this is the wrong thing to do because it's evil. That's beyond their comprehension. Mm-hmm. They're trained more with a reward and punishment motivation. Exactly right. But we, and we alone, understand inherently the concept, the principle of good and evil, yes. right and wrong, mm-hmm. righteousness and unrighteousness. Mm-hmm. And that is because God created us in his image. That's right. Mm-hmm. Now, you need to look inward. You need to start to realize that you are different from everything else in this world, that God made you special. And as a result of that, you have abilities that nothing, ha- that no one else, nothing else has to reason and that you have responsibilities to live up to that nothing else has. That's right. We get to choose how much further we advance in our creation given to us from God by looking at his word. It creates our souls to be what God wants our souls to be. Exactly. Now, let's look at another passage here. And this just further emphasizes this personal relationship that God wants to have with us. In Matthew chapter 5, verses 44 and 45, how does that read, Dwayne? But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. Now that first statement certainly flies in the face of what we would commonly think would be sensible, yes. except for the fact that we're made in God's image. That's right. When it says, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever no. unless we're created in God's image. It's mm-hmm. what our father did. That's exactly right. We looked at that last time in, in our lessons. You know, God loved us while we were his enemies, while we were sinners. God demonstrated his love for us and that Christ died. Yes, Romans chapter 5, uh, verses 6 through 10. Exactly mm-hmm. right. Now, notice that he says in verse 45, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. Sons of your Father in heaven. Not only is God our creator, but God wants to be, in the most absolute sense, our heavenly Father. Yes. That's a very personal relationship, isn't it, Dennis? It really is. And I think Jesus used those particular terms for a purpose, uh, to make it seem personal to us. Uh, That's what he wanted. That's how he wanted us to understand it. And certainly that's how we should be proceeding with our lives if we are Christian individuals. With that realization, we have a Father in heaven. And when, if, if we had the time to read a lot of other passages of Scripture, we'd find that it's not just a title either, is it? No, it really is But it isn't. really is a relationship. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. He wants to hear from us. Mm-hmm. He wants us to 
carry our needs before him. Mm-hmm. He wants us to love him mm-hmm. in return for his loving us. Right. So it's not the idea that, that oh, maybe the president of the land or the prime minister of some other foreign country, you know, serves as something of a benevolent leader for the people of the land, but he didn't know their names. Mm-hmm. God knows us intimately, doesn't he? He does. Oh, yes. And you know, there's passages that come to mind, Gary, that really speak to that. Uh, you know, we're told that even a sparrow doesn't fall to the ground without the father realizing it or knowing about it. And he goes on to say that even the hairs on our head are numbered by God. That's right. Let's read about that. Luke chapter 12, verses 6 and 7. Are not five sparrows sold for two copper coins, and not one of them is forgotten before God? But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Do not fear, therefore. You are of more value than many sparrows. I'm not sure why Jesus used that particular comparison to the sparrows, except probably that they were simply valued pretty lowly. They could be bought for such a low price, I think is what we're to understand there. Probably pretty common. Pretty common. Mm -hmm. You know, when you look at all the birds of the air, they're virtually impossible to number, aren't they? Yes. Yes, and they are. How could you do that? Just looking at one flock. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember watching a flock one time when I was driving down Interstate 57 many years ago going south and I saw a flock of birds and I forgot what kind they were, starlings I, I believe, but they began flying across the interstate way ahead of me. And I, as I watched, they continued to fly across the interstate. Now, I don't mean they flew back and forth or around in a circle. <laughs> it was in one direction. They just kept flying, kept coming. It was the same flock. Mm-hmm. And I drove for a long period of time. I don't remember just how long, perhaps as long as a minute or so. It was a long distance they were ahead of me, and they were still flying across the interstate I believe when I came under them and even mm-hmm. passed by. Mm-hmm. Now, how could you number uh, the birds individually in a flock that large? Impossible. And that was just one flock mm-hmm. in one area right. on one day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yet Jesus says that God knows each one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's aware of the presence, the existence of each one of those sparrows, mm-hmm. each bird. And then the comparison that you made, Dennis, he knows the very hairs of our head. Mm -hmm. I'm helping him out in my regard. Yes, you are. (laughs) He doesn't have to to count as far. (laughs) I would like to make it more difficult for him along that line for myself, but I seem to continually make it easier and easier for him as well. But now... What does Jesus say there at the end of that reading that you just went through that indicates not just that, yeah, God's really got a good memory or he just is Mm all-knowing, but Jesus talks about how much value we are to God. Yes. Yeah. You are of more value than many sparrows. Yeah. And what he's trying to get across there, I believe, is God not only knows us intimately, 
but that he cares about us mm -hmm. intimately. He is our daily sustainer and provider. And this regardless of our disposition toward him, he rains his blessings on both the good and the evil. We could not make it without him, could we? No. Sometimes we think we're pretty self-sufficient, pretty big and bad, you know. <laughs> but the truth is, we could not make it another minute, another second without God's sustenance. Mm -hmm. We're dependent upon him for the very air that we breathe, for exactly. our hearts beating another beat. Mm -hmm. Without God, we're helpless. We really are. You know, I, I saw a story recently that it was written in a humorous vein, but I, I think it illustrates what you're talking about, uh, Gary and Duane. There was a, a meeting in heaven one time, and God encountered a scientist, and the scientist was all excited. And he said, God, we have finally figured out how to make human life the way you did initially. We can take this lump of dirt and breathe life into it. And God said, well, that's interesting. Tell me how it works. And the scientist was going into his explanation and it finally came to the point that God said, well, you know, that really does sound like something. Why don't you show me how you do it? And so the scientist says, well, first of all, we take this shovel full of dirt. And then God says, no, no, wait a minute. You've got to make your own dirt. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> got to make your own dirt. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the point being, God made the dirt, didn't he? Right. Yes, and we couldn't do it without him. Exactly right. Now, Dwayne, if God is our creator, and if he wants to be our heavenly father, and if he knows us so intimately and cares about us so intimately, then we should glorify God in our lives, shouldn't we? We should. In Matthew chapter 5 and verse 16, what does Jesus say along that line? Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So we should live our lives in such a way that our very lives glorify our Heavenly Father. Absolutely. Yes. Let's park here for a second and let's ask ourselves and, and try to uh, uh, just give some observations as to how it looks when people refuse to live their lives for God, refuse to show him the respect that he deserves by the way they live their lives. Not very flattering for the individual, is it? No. No, it really isn't. When somebody realizing that they are so vulnerable, that they are so in need of the creator for their ongoing existence, let alone their very existence, and yet they neglect to or refuse to show him the respect that he deserves. Boy, that's, what would we call that? Certainly beyond carelessness, yeah. unthoughtedness, Arrogance in some cases, perhaps. You know, maybe Paul put it 
fairly well for us, Gary, in that regard in Titus chapter 1, verse 16. He was speaking about some individuals who were false teachers, and he made this statement in regard to them. They profess to know God, but in works they deny him, being abominable, disobedient, and disqualified for every good work. So they talk a good game, but they don't follow through. Exactly. Something along the line that Jesus might have been including in his statement in Matthew chapter 7 and you know, verses 21 through 23 when he said, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, right. mm -hmm. but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Mm -hmm. Yes, those who are not obedient to God, those who have no interest in living for him, their lives make that very evident. Just think now, you know, and maybe the closest thing we could compare this to on a human level would be, here's your mom and dad. They gave you birth. They took care of you. Now, I know that in some cases, the home life is, is a nightmare for a lot of kids because mom and dad are horrible parents. But let's talk about the average, the normal mom and dad. They take care of you. They sustain your life. They feed you, they clothe you, they take care of your needs, they protect you, they try to guide you and nurture you and give you some teaching, make sure you get the right training and education, and then when you get a little bit older, you just kind of forget about them. Right. You disrespect them, you talk spitefully to them and about them, and uh, maybe even you thumb your nose at them. Horrible example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, sort of like biting the hand that, that fed you, but uh, just ignoring it, not showing any appreciation, not showing uh, any thought of reciprocating what was given you all those years. Uh, that's the way we live when we uh, treat God. We, we expect good things from him, but we expect him to sustain us when we are in trouble. We expect him to get us out of trouble. He's like our spare tire. You know, you better be there when I'm ready and when I need a change. But uh, after he blesses us, we just ignore him. No respect. Yeah. No respect. And, and we would look at that on the level of a, a child toward their parents and we would just shake our head. And yet how many people do exactly the same thing in their relationship with their creator, God? the one who brought them into existence. Our time is up for today. We've got to stop. We want to come back and continue this study about looking inward and trying to get to the point where we can change our lives for the better, take up that new direction. We do hope you'll tune in next time, and we want to encourage you to think about what we're talking about and contact us and ask for that free Bible study. We'll tell you how to receive it in just a few moments.